Warning, some members of this podcast have been known for gratuitous use of the F word. If the F word is something that offends you, fuck it, let's do this. Awesome. Hit the theme music, Doug. Wednesday, September 1st, 2021. Greetings, all you heroic heroes of the hurricane. Ida, that is. My God, man. Jesus. Train up part two. I know. I know, I, you know, didn't want to start this off with a bummer, but man. Our boot got wet. Yes, it did. Yeah, we'll talk about this in more uh, context and depth. Yeah. Later on in the show, but uh, T's and P's out to all those coon asses down there in Louisiana. And uh, hope everybody's doing all right. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Off the top, though, to get all of our formalities out of the way, because as everyone knows, this is a show built on formalities. Of course. I mean, we were legitimately focused on just all the rigmarole of formalities well you see i have this stack of papers over here i gotta go in order i gotta check them i gotta put check marks next to things that we talk about to make sure it's completed and we can't skip anything like this is this is a very right professional here. show stack oh yeah of, like and in, in fact i understand other people are starting to listen to this podcast due to our professionalism <laughs> 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 we we're giving a, a master class and <laughs> in broadcasting yeah yeah, yeah. broadcast excellence <laughs> as, okay lesson one immediately rag call. on yourself within the first three minutes after saying something serious <laughs> 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 to totally wash away what was just said and then uh well say something retarded see okay check check Turn the page. I, right, feel that, I feel like that's an equation for every minute of this show. Oh, 100%. I get <laughs> carpal tunnel over here making all these check marks. Uh, but uh, yeah, back to formalities and professionalism. Right off the top of the show, I want to say a big thank you to Amanda and Maurice over at the Civil Discord podcast for having yours truly, the great Jim of Ignore the Rant fame, I guess, uh, as their very first guest on their podcast over did there did he just call himself great the great he did i tried wow. to yeah i tried okay. to have like a nickname like a, and i failed he's the great yeah here's the second <laughs> lesson i like storm jim yeah you have to go back a little while to find uh -huh. Here, here's the second lesson in podcasting kids you can edit anything you want out you can sound as professional as you want <laughs> oh yeah sure you can but anywho, back to formalities and being gracious. <laughs> what, you mean we can edit this and we still sound this way? Yeah, I mean, Holy there's a, shit. There's a button somewhere that has the edit thing on it. Yeah, it I don't, says edit. I don't know where the fuck that is. Yeah, but I, uh, I, tell you, I will tell you who does know where their edit button is. It's those fine kids over at the Civil Discord podcast, Amanda and Maurice. There and we go. Sincerely, thank you for having me on. I had a blast. Very different conversation over there than what we typically have over here. It was a debate over what is the best method of seeking and obtaining monumental or meaningful change um is it a short burst of activism or a slow subversion of culture that seeps throughout the decades and we had one hell of a conversation so if you want to hear me huh. nerd out uh go over there give them a listen and you i can say it's a short burst of get rid of all the politicians that are <laughs> See, and Doug's power. appearance would be extremely brief. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I would not. I mean, the way you explain them, just uh, how educated I'd be 
lost within five seconds i'd be like oh shit can we talk about something else i can i i can't keep up oh yeah no i brought the overall iq of their show down like by a <laughs> multitude of uh decimals i'll say that much yeah a lot of decibels yes. yeah the way you just explained the topic y'all talked about i'm like and they listen to us i mean well <laughs> they either listen to us or they're very good liars uh-huh. i was too stupid to figure out which one was true well you know both could be true but uh yeah you can also follow them on twitter at civil discord pod and find their podcast on all podcast players i'll check them out give them a listen they are uh they are good peeps i met them through the good morning liberty patreon crew and i genuinely enjoy all the conversations we've had and hope to have many more in the future all right back to the show hmm. so okay <laughs> okay lesson three in podcasting kids <laughs> always know where you're going in the show so you don't sound like you're lost oh we're fucked <laughs> yeah and and if you can figure out how to segue give it a shot occasionally we pull it off but not not often i'm not the one no <laughs> not at all so back to louisiana i think the biggest story after we released our last week's episode was we knew that there was a hurricane coming, and there was only a little old measly category one or two at the time. But as you know, this show is has been known in the past to do a little hurricane talk. Mm-hmm. And um, Dougie and I had our eyes on this bad boy, and they were calling for like immediately right out of the gate, uh, like over a week ago. Oh, it's maybe going to be a category two. Yeah. It'll just graze New Orleans. It'll give it a little dusting, a little breeze. And immediately I was like, oh, that's fucking horse shit. It's going to be <laughs> they a got, cat four all day. They got yeah. dusted. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it wasn't quite as bad as Trina. No, no, it wasn't. But not even close. I mean, yeah. No, it, it, and it's all because of where it hit, really. I mean, it hit just enough to the west, you know, not to not to really, really fuck shit up. But. It could have very, if it would have been 10, 10 more miles to the east, well, it would have been Katrina all over. I think the biggest thing, the biggest thing that made Katrina so bad was that the levees failed. Yeah. If and the and, levees would have held up during Katrina, it would look very similar to what it looks like now. It would, you know, power out for millions of people. Right, right. Shit is destroyed. People lost their homes. They're fucked. There's a lot of fucked upness with this storm, but it's also kind of that example like Katrina was so bad. That now we associate that that's just how hurricanes in New Orleans are always going to interact, and whenever it doesn't get to that level of fucked upness, it's like that ah, probably wasn't that bad. Yeah, ah, I'm sure it's probably uh, it was horrible, man. It was a bad, it was a bad hurricane. It was fucking it was horrible. I'll man. be I mean, I'll be honest though, I, and I kind of feel bad about this. Uh, so, I mean, I, of course, I did feel bad for everyone who lost their homes and anyone who also uh, lost their lives. But I'm sorry, <laughs> I right away thought of daniel tosh and i have to you know uh pull this up real quick for your listening enjoyment a little blast from the past sometimes i feel bad because secretly i hope new orleans gets nailed again but but but, but then i don't well you'd rather spend billions rebuilding the city that's below sea level i've got another business plan cut our losses and finish the job lord i'm sorry one guy yeah, that's like, you know what? I came to a comedy club. I hope there's jokes and sarcasm. The rest of you are... I'm a half 
full guy. New Orleans gets flooded. I say to myself, if any city in this country needed a bath, it was New Orleans. Cajuns are dirty. That's a fact. That's French and redneck merging. That's a hygiene combination no antiperspirant can tackle. (laughs) That is just evil. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But he does have a point. He does. I mean, I said this after Katrina. I said it before Katrina hit. It was just a matter of time before a Katrina happened. And the reason why so many people didn't die in this is because all of the areas that are no longer inhabitable because of Katrina. Mm -hmm. Now, if those areas had been built back up again, just as many people would have died again. Same thing. There's so many areas of New Orleans now that you can never build on again because of Katrina. And that's a good thing. It's going to save a lot of people. Well, I'm sure it's impossible to probably insure those areas as well. Exactly. Yeah. But at the same time, most of the city is below sea level. I I will agree with you. Uh, On paper, New Orleans is a very bad idea. (laughs) Everything Uh about it. (laughs) It's like Tampa's the same way. It is Tampa. Oh, we're misstepping fellas. Well, like Nolans. Well, like if, if, I won't pretend to say it weird. Uh, (laughs) If New Orleans did not exist and they were looking for a place to build a city of that size and they came across its current location, they would say, fuck no, we couldn't build here. Are you shitting me? It's below the water. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Below sea level. I mean, why why would we ever do that? And it's like, oh, well, because it was built back when they didn't know no better, then we just got to keep it. It's like, do we? I don't know. Can we treat Louisiana or at least the southern half like Afghanistan and like just go fuck it up for 20 years and then just like walk away? Can we just do that? Mm-hmm. I realize, you know, everything's built up down there and there's a lot of money to be lost, but you're just going to keep losing it over and over. And and sooner or later, just like Arona just brought up, you won't be able to insure things there. The more hurricanes happen and the more things that get flooded out, the insurance companies are going to say, we're not going to insure you to build here anymore. Mm-hmm. And so eventually it will work itself out <laughs> because if an insurance <laughs> company is not going to pay to build say, build your house back, then why are you going to build a house right there where an insurance company is not going to pay for it to be built? Well, so you know what I'm wondering, speaking on this insurance conversation, I'm curious, how the fuck are they still able to insure weather channel uh, meteorologists that have to go report live from the middle of the street. Well, the, you know, the of the he's, uh, he's, he's uh, under contract to well, do that. Well, well, some of those they fake. He has to make no, I'm not saying all, all Yeah. No, yeah. I'm going to say it. All of them are exaggerated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> However, every now and then some real shit happens. Sure. And we've said it on this show before. Jim Cantori is a weather Nazi. If you are curious what we're talking about, well, actually, no, that's not in, uh, that episode doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> You'll just have to take our word for it. We've said it on the show in the past, and uh, I'm here to say it again. Jim Cantori is a, uh, he's is a storm a Nazi. Nazi. Storm Nazi. He's that's, a storm that's, Nazi. That's the term. That's the word. So here's a clip of old brave Jim with his baseball helmet on and all braving the, uh, the storm for us. Let's see if we can understand what he's experiencing. All right. I see water. I'm, this is what I'm watching. I see water. You think? I see water. I'm watching the water. I like this. Obviously, it's blowing around the corner. You think? We're also going down the drain. The water's going down the drain. Yeah. Oh, you just got blown wow. down to okay, it. That's a one first. knee. That's a first. All right. 
Water is coming around and going down the drain. And and as it does... Uh, <laughs> You're a fucking idiot, Jim Cantor. So, I mean, Jesus. so his so entire weather the report there, and you can't see it, obviously, because this is an audio platform. But the wind was blowing so heavy, he was trying to point out the direction in which the water was flowing. And wouldn't you know it? It was flowing down a drain. drain. Yeah. <laughs> and while he was giving us this groundbreaking information so that we could be better informed about how water and gravity works mm-hmm. and, you know, shit like that, he got blown the fuck over. <laughs> now, mind you, he's standing right next. They found, found, air quotes, a dumpster. In the middle of the road, on its side, and they were like, "Done, best hurricane set possible." Thank you, Mother Nature. This is going to be the best location to start talking about water. Now, in <laughs> Tim Cantori's defense, okay, I would not do this for TV, but to stand close to the beach during a hurricane is a fucking awesome thing to do. I mean, you get sandblasted from hell. You do. Mm-hmm. You have to have your back to it. But oh, I've heard it's a it, rush. It is a fucking. It is the most incredible weather thing that you can do. I believe. Besides standing, I mean, you'd freeze to death in a blizzard. But in a hurricane, if as long as you've got your back, you're on the beach. Yeah, so you ain't got to worry about a trash can or anything <laughs> in, in the head, you know. And there's no boats out there, you know. Yeah. Make sure you're not near any marinas or shit, you know. Yeah. But if you got your back to it and that shit coming in, I am telling you, it is. It's an incredible fucking feeling. It were, is. You, were you considering the, going out and swayzing and point break the shit? No, I wouldn't do all that crazy <laughs> shit. But but I'm just saying it shows you how fucking insignificant that we are mm-hmm. it really does when you're when you say and and you're like holy shit i mean just holding on to a fucking post uh, uh, you I know would, call me stupid but i mean i mean i'll take your word for it i'm never it, gonna do it yeah, i'm already no, well aware but, of how insignificant but, we are but i'm just saying i'm just saying it shows you the <laughs> awesome power of weather yeah. you know and you know i've i've heard this many times that the east coast of the united states gets more weather than anywhere in the world i can believe as far that. as weather hmm. all up and down the east coast yeah. from fucking nor'easter snowstorms to hurricanes i mean it's incredible it's incredible the amount of shit that happens we get it all we yeah. do we do and we get a lot of tornadoes in this part of the world southeast is like tornado alley yeah we'll, we'll leave getting into the hurricanes for you i mean me without hurricanes i already fall tons, well there's an so. there's another hurricane out there people and oh now i know they've got this thing heading north but i've been looking at the wind patterns and there's a good chance this thing could hook around and keep coming this way now this hurricane is hurric it's it's not a hurricane yet it will be probably uh, definitely by the time you hear this podcast it will be hurricane larry oh laser shoot li- laser shoot and, larry and it is one of it is a, a real well, it is a very well defined storm that just came off of africa now this thing has the potential if it does what i'm seeing the wind is going to make it, it do if it plays and it starts, nice and it starts heading to the west this thing has the potential to be a fucking monster. 
Uh, Jim, do you ever en- do you en- ever envision Doug looking at hurricane photos like old Playboy issues, like opening up the flap and being like, "Holy shit, look it's, at that one!" I don't, I don't know, only because I mean, he never looks behind. <laughs> he never looks in the past. He's always looking for the next catastrophe. Ah, uh, yeah. Doug loves this shit. I do, man. I love weather. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I love yeah, the weather. <laughs> the weather, it's so unpredictable. You can be standing outside. It'll be 90 fucking hell degrees, and then hell will start falling out. us. Chunks of ice, you know? Yeah. I mean, on the hottest fucking day, chunks of ice can fall out of the sky. That is an amazing thing to me. It, it's just incredible. Yeah. No, I mean. It shows you how fucking cold it is up there, you know, how cold it is. Right above us. And I'm always more fascinated at how people react to it. You know, throwing on a baseball helmet and standing in the middle of the road and trying to talk about what's happening. I it's wouldn't like, do that on the news. It's I like, mean, hey, man, a webcam like on the corner of a building can yeah. tell me everything I need yeah. to know about yeah. what's happening here. I don't need you to tell me about why the water is draining into a drain. Right. Yeah. Um, or why that dumpster got a little uh, got a little case of the Rona and uh, fell over. That, that was a joke. Did he me. break down to, uh, in case you didn't notice, it's spinning in a clockwise fashion, whereas if you were on the southern hemisphere, it'd be in a counterclockwise fashion. It'd be a totally different storm, friends. Totally different <laughs> storm. But it's funny because you can find clips on YouTube where these weather catastrophizers are out there, and they're, they've got their legs like beyond shoulder width apart. They're low down they're holding their head they're all right and they got the mic like in the crux of their fucking armpit like this is the most oh my god it's getting real bad (laughs) and then right behind them you'll see just two normal people in shorts remember the guy guy on the bicycle yeah (laughs) you remember that one that was just a couple years ago they're laughing and waving it was funny it was happening in cantori shit yeah they were literally dudes in tank tops just walking behind them like yeah oh (laughs) he's doing He's funny doing his hurricane squad again. Yeah, Look that's at him. funny as hell. Fucking idiot. And <laughs> the funny thing is, is he positions, he positions himself between like two tall buildings where the wind gets like accelerated right. and compressed. All right. So if you look like just 20 yards behind him, there's literally dudes, their shirts are barely blowing. Right. And they're just like, la, la, la. Let's go, let's, <laughs> let's go drink hurricanes in a hurricane, bro. <laughs> right up top, bro. Oh, look, Cantori's doing his fucking... Uh, Dude, the wind uh, can be Ida blowing squad. 10 miles an hour. You can go down to Atlanta and stand on the corner of a building and be yeah. completely blown away. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It gets down in the streets. And Dude, in the just- background, while they're doing this, there's a bar you can clearly see that's wow. open. Yeah, <laughs> they probably have Cantori on in there, and they're like, hey, you think he's uh, going to realize that the wind's not blowing over here? Right. <laughs> this hurricane party sucks. Yeah, this thing fucking blows, and the opposite, like, it's not blowing at all. But, like, I used to work downtown Atlanta at uh, one of the high-rise buildings in Buckhead, where it dealt with that forcing air into one corridor, Right, and in the valet parking area where you would drop your car off, they had this big sculpture that was like a mobile. It was meant to move in with the, the wind. wind. Right. Mm. But before they installed it, they had a meeting with the sculptor and said, what is this rated? And he was like, what are you talking about? It's like, this thing's going to experience exaggerated wind speeds at all times. And he's like, well, I guess I probably better get an engineer to look at it. Yeah, so right. he got the, his sculpture uh, engineered to be hurricane proof. And they said that they've clocked and this was years ago. There's even more buildings built up, so it's probably even more insane. But 
And then on a normal day, regular ass summer day, not a wind advisory or nothing. Right. They were clocking winds between 80 and 90 miles an hour at, you know, at its gust, at right. its peak right there at the sculpture. Right. And they're like, yeah, if you didn't have that thing weighted just right, it was going to be taking heads off. Yeah, dude, you can you can be, especially corner, big, giant fucking buildings. If the door's right there on the corner, yeah. you can open the door and the fucking wind will we'll suck shatter. you out of the building. Yeah. It'll suck you right out of the building or suck you back in. Yeah. It'll, it, it's crazy. It's fucking crazy. But yeah, I'm always more amazed at, at humans and how they deal with shit like this. Right. Like the ones that either yeah. don't freak out at all or the ones that are out there, you know, with the American flag saying, you know, doing the Lieutenant Dan. Is right. that all you got? Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> and everywhere in between. I'm right. just fascinated by people that want to get out in it. But you never know. And we even like held off on recording the podcast because I wanted to wait until the hurricane was over to see, well, we can't talk about it like the day before it hits because who knows how bad this may be right. and what stories might come out of it. And then we release it and everybody's like, they didn't talk about the thing. Mm -hmm. And surprisingly, there's not, like I said earlier, it's not, it's not the tragedy that Katrina was uh, as far as like the mass scale of death and whatever. However, this was not without its fucking what the fuck moments. No, I, in fact, I mean, and I'm not going to give away what you're about to talk about, but I mean, if any of you are horror fans like I am to the point where you watch just even like Sharknado type shit, um, they had a movie come out like two or three years ago, I think, it's probably longer, uh, movie Crawl, and it was literally about like uh, alligators uh, in a fucking hurricane just like attacking people. Fuck yeah. So my sister sent me this story. I was not aware of it at the time. And what I'm about to play for you is just a little clip from CBS News, the big professional mouthpiece of information in America. And I want to do a little contrast and compare. And we'll react to the story after this clip. And then, and then we're going to take it more local. I want the more in-depth detail behind this story because you might be asking yourself, hey, Jim, what in the actual fuck is going on in Louisiana? So stay tuned gotten word that one Louisiana man is missing after apparently being attacked by an alligator in floodwater. Here's what we've been told. The man who lives in a raised home in the Slidell area inside of a wildlife refuge and there's a marsh around it. The floodwater had come in. The man went downstairs to his shed to get something. His wife heard a commotion. She looked down and the wife told investigators, I saw him being attacked by the alligator which reportedly ripped the man's arm off. Now the wife couldn't call 911 because the service was out. So she got in a boat, a P-Rogue as we know it around here in Louisiana. She flagged down help, and when they came with help, the man's body was gone. God damn. Shit. Wow. Dude, Apparently, I mean, go get shit in the shed before the fucking hurricane. My God. I mean, apparently, hurricanes make the gators hungry. They get all They restless. get a little mad. Yeah. yeah, they're like, hey, what's going on up there? Yeah. Oh, the water's rising? Yeah. Let's go check out this place I've never been. They get a little pissed off. What do you want to bet just before that happened? He's like, hey, I'm going down to the shed to get something. You don't want to go down there right now. Fuck you, bitch. All right, go and see what happens. So what I thought immediately when I heard it, because obviously if it's just even as crazy as that story is, if you just go face value, wow, that's what happened. You know, okay, that's good mm -hmm. enough. That's well, that's all well and fine. But the way that I see it, 
you know, it's been a little while since we ex- we as America experienced Tiger King. <laughs> I my first reaction, and maybe this has more to say about me <laughs> than anything else, but I was like, that woman offed her husband and You're is blaming it on these damn gators. You're in a hurricane. She had finally had enough of his shit, and he was like, fuck you, devil woman. And he was on his way down to the shed, and she put one in the back of his noggin. And then the pushed, gators took him away. Yeah, because yeah. they ran, they they were in a wildlife refuge, yeah. Yeah. almost like a tiger refuge. Hmm. There's seems to be this streak of old ornery wives feeding their husbands <laughs> to the livestock in their yards. <laughs> just saying. Yep. Just saying. Yep. There might be a parallel in here somewhere. Mm. Um, but uh, okay, so that was the national news. Now we're gonna we're gonna zero in. I got a three minute clip here from Slidell. Yes, yes. There you go. Now this is the local New Orleans uh, correspondent, and uh, well, let's just see if you notice any differences in the way that he does his reporting. Also, as we we're just talking about, when you have such high water for such a period of time. Nature starts trickling in. So we let's see if y'all can listen to this right now. He's holding his microphone out so got we can frogs, listen to crickets. Got some crickets, it sounds like. A few other creatures in there. Some frog. of them, you know, <laughs> a few spend their time in the water a little bit. At least those frogs do, especially when we have water as high as this. This is yeah, really as far as like we water. can Dudes. walk little here bad. in Bugs. Bugs water. just shortly ago a report, report of a third it's a report. storm-related death i want to kind of break down that get ready claim he's, he's that gonna report, break it down what we know versus what we don't so st Tammany parish sheriff's office uh they have said at this point that they responded this morning okay to a call that a woman dude take adderall right the before the news starts made that she was looking for her husband her husband disappeared she said an alligator had taken him away so right now what kind of bit by bit her husband was outside. Okay. Now we're getting to it. Came through the water. Oh, go. Alligators? Attacking the husband. Okay. Then what happened there? She started calling authorities. Couldn't. She had some trouble actually calling the authorities. She had to get her way down here. Jesus Christ. She could get, get to, it. to any sort of phone reception. From there, oh, she the called. Fuck? By that point, her husband was gone. The oh. alligator was gone. That's all we He's know right now. That's all we with know. Gator. Sort of body. have not found the alligator. No, the guy's name Same was Gator. The Parish Sheriff's Office has been out here for about seven hours. They actually just left a little while ago. Still mm. haven't found anything. Nope. So a lot of reports, a lot of yep. speculation going out there about this so-called third storm-related death. So-called. We're still trying so-called. to investigate Even a whole lot of that. But one thing <laughs> is curious. for certain, this is not safe at all. And if you want to avoid <laughs> as many, you know, Difficult situations as possible. Stay away from that water. Stay away from the alligators. High after all these hours. Them so, gators might get you. Talk to some neighbors. A lot of them say that the man who had disappeared at the very least was quite, you know, uh-huh. knew his way around animals. And he wasn't just playing around with this alligator. They believe the story as it is I think he's trying to known. Well, he point, didn't play fetch with them. So that's, again, all we know. Still very okay, skeletal. Now he's wrapping We're it up. Picking up the pieces as we know right now. 
Still waiting to hear official remarks from the sheriff's office. We have been in touch with them. Okay, so we haven't, fire, we haven't heard from uh, them yet. Office, fire department here in St. Tammany Parish. And that happened this morning, and they still haven't talked to him. Back and forth, but there's He's still going. Still He's still going. He's still wrapping up. Search. Perhaps tomorrow we shall see if they continue that search. Uh, still, a lot we don't fuck. know here. Break okay. Down. All right, the gator has officially turned the old man to shit. And has <laughs> right. and, and, like, that was the worst. And that guy needs a new job. Oh, my goodness. Fucking we need to get hell. him on the podcast. Dude, it would be six hours. Yeah. Let's, get him. Let's get him on the podcast. <laughs> He'd be like, okay, so you see, they're have, well, first check out these kick ass crickets. Wait, listen <laughs> to these frogs. Dude, he Frogs gave, love the water. They love it. He gave the frogs airtime. What a, wow. That's mm. investigative reporting right there, chaps. Now, you know what he never did? He never went to our broadcast school. Okay, I can check that <laughs> off. Next page. That would be uh, Burt's School of Broadcasting. Yes. Lakeland, Florida. Yes. Burt's School of Broadcasting. Where they teach you how to speak from your diaphragm. They will teach you everything you need to know. But yeah, I yeah. I came across that Burt's. and I was just like, holy fuck. Because like y'all, 20 seconds in, I was like, today, Junior, for fuck's sakes, we already know what happened. We're only coming to find this. Because we see that it's three minutes long and you might actually have some fucking information. I like that he specified that this happened outside. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) And near water. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, now why would an alligator be in your kitchen? You know? Why? Why Why would that happen? I don't know, man. People are into some kinky shit. All right. uh, Now, getting to to Michael, uh, I will say this. I had a friend of mine. I think I actually showed you the video of that. That sent me a uh, during Hurricane Michael, that which came in at Panama City and at, at, at really d- horrible hurricane. When that was, was that? what, like four years ago? I think it was. Yeah, fairly about, recent. Yeah. yeah, about four years ago. Anyway, um, he sent me a a video of sharks swimming in his yard when the hurricane oh, yeah. came in. In his yard. <laughs> I yeah. mean, there, now the water, you know, was probably maybe three foot deep in his yard, maybe four. But you could see sharks swimming around in the water. It's like, holy shit. Yeah, fuck I was tripping. That. The ocean is now in your fucking yeah. yard. Yeah, it's yeah. in your yard. I have a feeling there's some black people out there watching that going, that's some white people shit. It's, well, yeah, it is. Well, you know. It is, I guess. I don't know. I don't think in terms of race or I don't either. A black man can be yeah. eaten by an alligator. Anyone who listens to this show knows that, of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the one who says the most. Why can't an alligator eat a black man? Yeah. Why is what it? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what? Do they. Are sharks racist? <laughs> no, Rana. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> yeah, so I guess uh, T's and P's out to that dude. It's it's crazy to hear the first story though. Like, so the wife's accounting of it is that she hears all this thrashing around. She goes to check on it and sees that her husband is in a tussle with, with a, a gator. gator, and he mm-hmm. tore his arm off. Tore his tore his fucking arm off. And I don't know if they said it anywhere in here, but the dude was seventy one years old. So I don't know too many seventy one year olds that are going to be alive very long if you tear their arm, remove off. their arm yeah. by yeah. an alligator, right? That's a lot of blood loss. Yeah. 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 Immediately. Well, yeah. what's funny, and maybe this is my ignorance, so anybody on the panel that is smarter about this, feel free to chime in, but they say that, obviously, she couldn't call 911, systems were down, so she got in a boat to right. go look for help. 
why the fuck didn't she throw the husband in the goddamn boat on the off chance that she found help? Right. Yeah. Right. Now, they said that kind of boat, the Piragu or whatever the fuck, is that like a one-man like schooner or like, what the fuck? Like, even if it's a kayak, throw his old ass in there and fucking start paddling. Well, it's a shallow water boat is what it is. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. they would have bottomed out. Eh, well. I, I really want to know what the dude was going down to the shed to get. I think uh, his wife really is probably such an ornery cunt that he was like, I'd rather spend my time <laughs> and take my shed. chances with the gators than have to listen to your yap for one more hour. <laughs> woman. <laughs> Damn it, woman. <laughs> Can't you give me one minute of peace? Yeah. Oh, man. <sighs> so, wow. Uh, and that concludes our hurricane talk. There you go. <laughs> Fuck. As only we can do it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, apparently everybody's still out, out, you know, without power. A big, a big tower fell near the Mississippi river that, uh, you know, fucked everything up. Well, and, obviously. And they shut gas off because it's fucking over $3 a gallon again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so it's fucked up. Uh, anyway. Fuck hurricanes. Yeah. Yeah. But it's Definitely. just. It's just kind of surprising to me, or it's just odd. It's like a, it's a weird coincidence in a way. It's like, you know, it's 2021, but it seems like 2005 is making a big comeback, like out of nowhere. Well, you, know. you know, all of a sudden you got Limp Biscuit. Well, Jesus Christ. If, 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 no, if not, any, no. he's not, he's not very popular right now. Oh no. But Limp Biscuit is. Oh. Well, I was going to say, I was, I was going to get to Limp Biscuit. I was going to build <laughs> up to okay. it. Okay. So it's very similar to how it used to be. You know, you got New Orleans getting hit with a fucking hurricane. The Taliban is apparently pretty popular. And uh, yeah, Limp Biscuits playing concerts again. And they, they seem to be playing to a lot of people, uh, at least in Chicago. And they suck. <laughs> no. oh. oh, they suck. Uh, if you have not seen Fred Durst in 20 years, brace yourself. It's not just, it's just they suck, man. I mean... It, it's a whole persona change. Like, yeah. so, so I saw, like, they, they played Lollapalooza this year, this summer in uh, Chicago, you know, a month ago, a little over a month ago, whatever. And I was aware of it. I knew that Fred Durst had made this big alter ego persona change, whatever. Now he's like doing this cool dad vibe. Um, and just Almost looks more like a cool grandpa vibe. Tim and I said this to both of y'all, and I stand by it. He looks exactly like uh, the fourth Beastie Boy in the sabotage he does. video. He yeah. does, like like a pure ripoff. He, he to me, I mean, I saw the picture of him a month ago or whatever when they, but I didn't see the concert until the other night when me and you were in there. Uh, dude, they they're horrible. They're horrible. It's pretty bad. I can't. That's the only word I can use. It's it's embarrassing. Yeah. It. They are embarrassing themselves, even more than Limp Biscuit could embarrass themselves because I wasn't a Limp Biscuit fan to begin with. But and I, I was, and I remember when they were coming out on the Family Values tour and they were they were entering the stage through a two story tall toilet and making fun of how shitty they were, and you know they were personas non grata, and Fred Durst was you know the king of all douchebags, and he he leaned into it. Like yeah. it was known, it was douche rock, and hey, they, we loved him for it. Yeah, I was like, I don't give a flying fuck. Yeah, y'all were the perfect age yeah. for that. Shit. Yeah. yeah, we were the age for shit music yeah. to be enjoyed by. <laughs> by this us. is where yeah. Doug backhanded calls us fucking idiots. <laughs> for no, no, look, look, look. I will say this. I will say this. During that time, with the music that was happening during that time, mm-hmm. 
out of all of it that was going on, I would say I hated them the most because mm. for one thing, I've, I've never liked Fred Durst. Yeah. I've always thought he was just a fucking, I don't, I don't know. I'm not even going to go there, but corn, all those, ba- all those bands that were going on, love them, still love them to this day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Limp Biscuit, I I remember the very first time I heard the Nookie, I was like, oh, "What Jesus. the fuck is that?" Oh yeah. And then you hear break stuff and all, and I was like, "It's so cliche shit." Exactly. And and very simple. And I get it. Perfect for a drunk college mind. I get that. I yeah, get high school. I mean, uh, yeah. Because also remember the time. Yeah, I mean, there were there were other things that were popular at this time. It was pre 9-11 America. It right, was, it right. was peak douchebaggery. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Douchebaggery was for sale and everybody was buying. You had the Tom Green show. You know, my bum is on this boat. Right. My bum right. is on this boat. You know, right. daddy, would you like some sausage? Right. That shit was yeah. all the fucking rage. <laughs> right. You also had Eminem doing his like now you look back on it. It's like, oh, <laughs> Okay, and and then you had TRL, you had the boy band surge, which was gay as fuck. So you, you just had the complete opposite end of that. So you had like Corn and like Britney Spears, like battling it for number one on right. TRL, and so it made perfect a perfect avenue for like the Kid Rocks and the Limp Biscuits to come in and just settle down in that nice soft zone of, ugh. yeah. And we ate that shit up yeah. because oh, the yeah. the options at the time. I mean, the internet was a child. The internet was an infant. You know, going to the record store and finding anything that, that had any value on it, uh, that took effort. You could just turn on the channel, click it up to channel 50 or whatever MTV was, and just have it spilled right to you. And Fred Durst was like, that guy reminds me of everybody that I go to school with, even though he's 10 years older than everyone else. I can relate to this guy. <laughs> he says the dumb shit that I do. Yeah. And so it was just an immediate, yeah. Right. No, right I, I mean, I'll, I'll admit, you know, Break Stuff is still one of those songs I'll play on a shitty day. But definitely, dude, they lost me as soon as Roland came out. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. oh, that nah. is one of the worst fucking songs. Oh, and they did and it horribly at Lollapalooza. Oh. I mean, horribly. Yeah. That was probably one of the worst ones they did. But uh, you know what was funny, though, is even while they're performing, there's times where Fred Durst sounds just like the old Fred Durst, but it's hilarious to see somebody like in like at 50 having to say the lyrics that he wrote 20 plus years yeah. ago. Where it's just like in, oh, in a dad suit. That's oh, fucking this is this can only be sung by a douchebag with a mini goatee and a backwards hat wearing a poof jacket with uh, adidas on and it's almost yeah. and, and it's almost like they're making fun of their self i get that part yeah. of it yeah. but they're horrible yeah. i mean if you're gonna make fun of yourself you can do it in that way but put on a show yeah you know at least try yeah. at it's least just, try it's, it's weird and, douche chill irony because even yeah. music that i don't like i still enjoy a good show yeah, yeah. them at woodstock I, I watched that and I'm like, fuck. As much as I didn't like them at the time, I was like, fuck, that was their element. Mm, yeah, <laughs> that was their they're, element. They're but, touching on something. Yeah, yeah. And there's a big and, amount of energy. Exactly. Here. I don't know. Just because I don't like a certain kind of music, I can appreciate what it's about, mm-hmm. you know, at yeah. the same time. And I get, I get what you're saying. I get there was a lot of motherfuckers that were just 
into that fucking mindset at that time. You oh know? yeah, no, it's <clears throat> it's it's nothing new. It's the same thing that's been happening since you know the rock and roll revolution back in the fifties. Well, it was coming out of if, the grunge thing, is what was. Well, I'm not happening even t- into the new that that yeah. whole era of what you're talking about. Yeah, from like '99 to 2002, but from that in in that span of time, mm-hmm. uh, bands were coming out like I mean, dude, you had fucking disturbed Godsmack, uh, Seven Dust, uh, all these bands that came out that are great fucking bands. Lincoln Park, right? Link, well, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I like, loved them. I'm not a Link. Not now. I'm gonna say this. Yeah, I'm not a Lincoln Park fan, but I still appreciate them. I saw them live. They did the song. Uh, crying in my skin. I almost had to leave. Yeah, when he was singing that, I did. I almost. I, I'm. I, I just got to say that yeah. it was one of the most annoying vocal, very loud vocals that I've heard. Like Axl Rose, same shit to me. Yeah. I, 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 there's certain pitches of voices when you hear them very loud, you can't take it. Sure, you don't like and, Axl. And oh, I fuck. Oh, I won't even go into that. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> I, I don't but, want to slide into the music. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not veering off too far. I'm just saying of that period, there was there was so much. It the the it went from fucking great shit to shit to just straight up bullshit yeah. in heavy music. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It spanned. And, it spanned a whole. And it happens in Era. every popular mm. genre, going back to the '50s with the rock and roll revolution, because it's music like that that's meant for people from their mid-teens or early teens to early twenties. Is some of the shittiest music always has been, always will be. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's revolutionary, but it always ends up getting overextended into shit. Right, because Corn was doing this shit back in '94. Limp Biscuit didn't come on until like six years later. Right, and it was like you already missed the crest, dude. Right, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's just how music and popular shit always goes, and that's why I shit on you know the new popular stuff because it's for the kids. It's not for me, right. and, I, it, it, and I understand that dynamic. But for the time that it existed, it was fucking huge, and we were at that ripe, perfect right, age right. where we. We didn't know no better. <laughs> right. Well, at least we got System of a Down out of the bargain. Oh, well, man, those there, were, years. there were great well, bands. Dude, there were some great fucking bands that came out in yeah. that oh, yeah. time. Like I said, out of all the great stuff, there was some shit, you know, and I always thought Limp Biscuit was some shit. I didn't glom onto the rap rock thing. I think, to me, the greatest fusion of music when it comes to rap and heavy music and all of the greatest fusion ever that will ever happen and never be able to be reproduced is faith. No more faith. No more did what faith. No more did with Epic was fucking groundbreaking. And it was groundbreaking in a way that a lot of people don't, don't really um, pay attention to, but musicians dude, all of us, mm-hmm. every every musician I know loves Faith No More. Mm-hmm. And when you listen to a song like Epic, that to me is the greatest rap rock song ever made. It's That's incredible. The, it's the greatest. And it's not made in a pretentious rap rock way. You understand what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. they meant to write a rap rock song. It's just who they were. Yeah, and you listen to that album top to bottom. The real thing. Anybody that listens to this podcast that has never heard of Faith No More, I remember Jim had never heard them until I 
told him about it, you know. The real thing. How could I? I was balls deep in Limp Bizkit. That, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> the real thing by Faith No More, if you have never heard that CD or album or whatever, top to bottom, it is a fucking masterpiece. Oh, yeah. It is a masterpiece. It's a, It pisses me off that they came in probably third or fourth tier behind freaking Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, yeah. It pisses me. It's like. As far as funk rock goes, right. yep. they were fucking, and I mean, Mike, it's Mike Patton, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Mike Patton, yeah. Dude, I mean, the level of talent just with Mr. Bungle yep. and, you know, Fade No More yep. and just all the projects that he's done, dude, he's a fucking mad genius. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's right there. He's, I'd put him in the same class as Les Claypool. That's a, uh, but he doesn't play bass. You know, I mean, as far as uh, the way they think and the, and the, just outside weird shit that, that they can come up with, you know, right out of the, right off the bat, you know, yeah. they're, they're very similar in that way to me, but they don't, I mean, I'm not saying they sound alike in any way. I'm just, they, it just seems like they have the same kind of mentality towards mm-hmm. music. You know? Yeah. I doubt, I doubt though, if faith no more were to have played where and limp biscuit spotted, uh, Lollapalooza, right? That the crowd would have even been half the size it was, right? Sure. I know because and of the radio play, all that right, shit, right? So you got to stick with what's popular, even if it sucks. Because if you're in the business of selling tickets, you gotta you gotta put out what sells. But I I will say this one thing, just hearkening back to like looking at the similarities of things that were popular before that are now coming back. One thing, also sticking in the this is fucking retarded segment, uh, which is probably never gonna not be popular is people doing very dumb things and hurting themselves on the internet. Out of the fucking blue, out of nowhere over the past couple of weeks, a new Hurt Myself fad popped up. I don't know if you guys are aware of it. Have y'all heard of the Milk Crate Challenge? No. Are you y'all for it, real? You, I shudder to think about the What the fuck is it? Do you put your genitals between two milk crates? No. That would have been way funnier. Yeah. Okay. So... This is the level of dumb that humanity still has found a way to maintain. What they do is they'll go to a store or whatever, and they'll get like, I don't know, 50, 60 milk crates, and they make a pyramid out of them. Stair step on one side, stair step down. I have actually seen, yeah. And the challenge is to walk over the top of them and then come down without busting your ass. Right. And I'm sure you're thinking... That can't be that hard. Now, now I'm also sh- certain that Arona's thinking, how do you even get up on one crate? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking it sounds like retarded parquet. Or right, par- right. What, what is parkour. That? Parkour. <laughs> parkour, bro. Oh, yeah, parkour. Sorry. So, anyway, this is what happens when you don't run things by your co-host to see if they <laughs> even know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> uh, you know. But, uh, anyway, there's a shitload of hilarious videos online, Instagram, YouTube, whatever. That's been making the rounds. It's probably already over. Like the fad's probably already over. But there's people literally straight up fucking themselves up because it's just a single stack of fucking milk crates at different heights. And as soon as you get above like three or four milk crates, they get a little wobbly. Yeah. Which, of course, if anybody's ever worked in a grocery store or anything where they have to stack things, you know this already. So you look at that and you go, yeah, what the fuck are you thinking? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, dude. I mean, when I worked in a warehouse, dude, the the crates are. I mean, they appear strong, but they are fragile. I mean, they were breaking all the time. Yeah. So a lot with of no effort. A lot of people nowadays 
that would have one million percent been Limp Biscuit fans back in the day are breaking arms and snapping jaws and shit because a lot of them the their problem is is that they stay on it too long. The key is to just go up, come down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to do it quick. As soon as you get about fourth rung up, yeah, it starts shaking and you're you're done. Yeah, you're, you you're, almost need to run. So and they don't fall nicely. They yeah, just no. all just go everywhere. Yeah, and you're just falling on all of these like hard fucking right angles. And just getting straight up fucked up. So that actually breathed a little bit of joy into my heart. <laughs> Watching these repeat videos of just dipshits hurting themselves. That's that's how I knew that we're going to be okay. Well, yeah, well, what, is, what is the age range we're talking about for this fad? College age. Okay. College age kids to maybe high school kids. Um, that seems to... If you're old, you're, de- you're, you're dead. Like, you will break a hip. <laughs> You'll lose a fucking eye. You'll be Dunskies. But um, yeah, just it's been a while since there's been a really stupid people getting hurt on the internet fad that uh, was sweeping the nation. And and this is how, I know, like I said, this is how I know that we're coming out of the pandemic. Uh, we're going to be okay because there's people that are willing to spend their time doing very dumb things I'm gonna and start, filming it. I'm going to start to poke myself in the eye with a fork challenge. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's also funny because like supposedly there's a new Jackass movie coming out. Like I swear we're just, we're destined to repeat things from 20 years ago. Yeah. Like we've run out of ideas at this point. And uh, I don't know when the movie's coming out. I don't even care to see it. Like I, I can't imagine that they're doing anything. The, the only news I keep on hearing about is fucking Bam Margera. Just another like, oh, another lawsuit or another, you know, just keeping him away from staff because he's not part of it. Of course, because of his huge drug problem, and now he's suing them. Yeah, he's having a little bit of a bumpy road, but um, I don't, I don't know how you can even do a jackass. It's the internet exists now. Yeah, like I can watch people fucking themselves up on a bunch of crates. For free. Uh, why Why am I going to watch some dudes, you know, closing in on 50, like, do the same old shit? Because they're professionals. I guess. And they're closing in on 50. Maybe, <laughs> maybe they're coming out because they're trying to get the demo that's out there doing this milk crate challenge. I don't know. I'm not trying to get into the mind of stupid people, but right. I saw a few videos this week that made me chuckle, and uh, I was happy to see it. I was happy to see dumb <laughs> well, people do dumb they're things. They're millionaires from doing dumb shit, so... Yeah. Well, they know something that we don't already. Right. I don't know. That's that's part of the early 2000s that I do want to embrace. However, uh, Afghanistan keeps on being that uh, shit show. Yeah, dude. They're they're saying fuck your milk crates. We will uh, we'll 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 teach ourselves how to fly helicopters. <laughs> I don't know uh, if anybody has seen the what? shit that's been going on. Yeah. yeah explain. Okay. We're going to have to backtrack for a Rona here. <laughs> so the American military went into Afghanistan for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Rona, are you sitting down? I am. Okay. So back in 2001. The, the, the tailbones fixed. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So back in 2001, uh, around September 11th ish uh, roundabout. I, I forget the date. Uh, anyway. So. The American military officially pulled out. Like, since our last episode, they've officially, quote-unquote, left Afghanistan. The war is over. Yeah. On August 30th, the, the final military plane and with the final U.S. military personnel skadoodled the fuck out of Afghanistan. And uh, they were showing this clip of the last plane taking off. 
and it's a big fucking C-17, and it's slowly taking off, slowly taking off. But if you watch one of the clips that actually goes on for like a minute, once it gets to a certain altitude, it just goes straight the fuck up. Yeah. Because you know it's like, oh, I bet you if they stay a little too low, they're going to shoot that fucking plane mm-hmm. out of the goddamn yeah, sky. That's the way they do. Oh, that's yeah. the way they do that. Yeah, yeah. As soon as they get to a certain altitude, yep. it pull the fucking things back and get the hell out of Dodge. Yeah. But all the reports are, and what a lot of people are super pissed off about, is, uh, well, we did, that wasn't the end of the people that were wanting to get the fuck out of Afghanistan. So we left a few hundred people behind uh, that have American citizenship. And so, a few hundred planes and helicopters. Yeah. And that's the, that's the most, like, how the fuck, like, how the fuck did this even get to this point? It's so they can have something to fight us with next year. Yeah. And we left them, we left them equipment to fight us with next year. And there's a couple different ways. So if you're wondering, Arona, how much did they leave behind? Oh, yeah. Oh, about, I'm chomping at the bit for this. Oh, about $83 billion in uh, ammunitions and or munitions. Right. And that includes Chinook helicopters, Black Hawk helicopters, MRAPs, armored vehicles, yep. and guns and night, <laughs> night vision goggles. There's videos of Taliban in American uniforms yeah. with American uh driving military hummers, equipment driving, driving hummers. they had a military parade with our own military shit at yeah. the airport after we left yep and somehow these fuckers learned how to fly black hawk helicopters with taliban flags on the back of u.s military planes doing like fucking air shows at over their airport and Dude, it's like they're almost doing like the trump shit with the like you know trucks and the flag's well, just it's, almost a little bit more pimp, it sounds like. I mean, there... If you can call anything the Taliban does pimp. I, I mean, there's a lot of different ways to go about it. A lot of people are pissed off. A lot of a lot of Dan Understandably. Crenshaw... A, a lot of Dan Crenshaw's out there wanting to send in 150,000 troops and, like, finish the job, and it's like, shut the fuck up. It's just like what I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. You mm. can't pull out... War is fucked up anyway. Mm-hmm. Going in and pulling out. They learned this in Vietnam. Same shit. Yeah. If there was a lesson learned, it was, hey, let's leave them some shit that we can go over there next year and test out our new shit to see how good it is against our old shit. Yeah. And that's what I see it as. So there's a couple of things I want to address with that. All the shit that we left him was not our nice, new, shiny shit. No. Like, it's not. It's. It's our old shit. It's stuff. Because the concern was, ooh, well, now Russia and China are going to come in and scoop it up and buy it. And then reverse engineer it so now they know what our military has. That's right. all horseshit. Yeah, there's um, nothing they want. All the technology that is involved in what we left behind, they've already had since the 80s. Right. Yeah. Because nothing, it's it's kind of all for show. And they can use the soft lie of, oh, well, we were leaving that for the Afghani you know, army that we had been training for 20 years to take over their own country as soon as we left. Well, wouldn't you know it? The second that we are leaving they just go oh hey taliban here you go i don't want to fight and it's yeah and, it, and the taliban just swept the country for the most part all that old ass equipment will go really well with all the azuzus they have from the 80s well it's tacoma trucks there's no thing. better way to test your new shit than against your old shit with an enemy live fighting you with your old shit they're in a war there's no better way to yeah. test that so so okay i want to I, I do want to get back to that. Um, 
So there's a lot of people saying a lot of things that, uh, well, now, now they have a reason to go all crazy and start genociding their own people, which would cause America to go back in. I don't think America is going back in. I don't. I think that the fact that we actually stuck to the pullout means that America's uh, crosshairs are, are moving. Our, our attention is going to now go elsewhere. And I think it's probably going to go a little more towards China, maybe even a little more towards Iran. And there's also people going, oh, well, now the Iranians are going to get those weapons and give us reason to then go on Iran. No, it's not. If you know anything about the tribes, the Iranian Muslims aren't on good terms. No, with, they all they all hate each other over there. Yeah, That's why so, they're- so what I think is going to happen is the Taliban is going to use up our military shit. They're not going to know how to service these helicopters. They're going to fly them for a few months, and then they're going to be decommissioned. Some of them are going to fall out of the fucking sky because right. yeah. they don't know where the dipstick is. Yeah, And that... They've had their fun, and now they're going to go back to living in 6th century level technology. Mm. I don't see this as some big rouge. I I see it as, yeah, we'll leave it behind, and we'll see what happens. I, I see it as we don't we won't have to go back in. Oh, yeah, no, because we, our military is not going to go back in. No, it's, no, look, I, our military is going to be there, but our military, not boots on the ground. There's probably easily within striking distance of everything that they've got in that country, I guarantee you the U.S. has something that can get there w- within 30 minutes of anything in that country. Well, yeah, and that's what I was going to say. To destroy. Our military is not – I think they've also learned we don't need military to we don't, fight our battles right. and wars. We've known this since Obama. Right. But for some reason, we just had to have troops and Boots an entire – on the ground. Yeah, all this old archaic ways of doing things. Uh, we have drones. Right. We're not very mm-hmm. good with them. Right. right. Because even within these past couple of weeks, since the last time we released an episode, uh, there was a a couple of suicide bombings outside the airport while the American forces were trying to get Afghani's out, uh, you know, fly them out. And supposedly, speaking of 2005, or, you know, things from the past, maybe not 2005, but uh, coming back to prominence, ISIS is back, y'all. K. Yeah. This time they got a K. K. They already went through A B C D E F G H I. They're like name. They're like name storms now. They're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you think ISIS K is bad? Well, ISIS, wait till we get to the ends. Uh, ISIS Katrina. <laughs> this is ISIS Katrina, y'all. This is how out of the loop I am. Uh, I I. What's the K? It's it's for the town or the uh, province that yes. they supposedly come from, and, and they hate everybody else that's in ISIS around them, and it's. Uh, it's ah, ah, yes. I don't even want to go there. So there were but there I were don't. two there were two suicide bombings that killed 13 members of our military personnel and over 100 Afghanis. Yeah, 160s what I heard. Yeah. yeah. And what but a lot of the reports are now coming out is that they don't know who it was, but you know, for a suicide bomber to knock out over 100 people, that's that's not real. That's a big bomb. No, it's, it, it's not real. When you're dealing with people that compact, you're not going to have shrapnel going through that many people. It was down in a culvert, uh, at least right there at the uh, airport. There was another suicide bomber that went off at the hotel where American people were staying. Right. And But the reports are that after the bomb went off, there's people, there's snipers and shooters on the roofs. They immediately started firing into the crowd, trying to supposedly kill who might be involved 
even though they blew themselves the fuck up. So a lot of those deaths had nothing to do from the bomb at all. Right. It was the response. It was the response right. by just blindly sh- because the medical reports from like if you stay on top of this and and find the people that are still on the ground now still reporting, they've talked with the medical examiners and things like that, and they said the majority of these people all died from gunshot wounds at the top of their head from and, above. and yep. like coming you know down on their shoulders. So it was from people shooting on the roofs. Well, ISIS wasn't on the roofs. It was right. Taliban and U.S. Uh, you know, uh, personnel. So this thing blows up. They just start shooting. Just fucking wild. It's like, this is the most unnecessary shit ever. Um, But there's been sweeping, you know, you're seeing this big, you know, range of conservatives and, and military vets and, and a lot of people showing reverence for these 13 members of our military, and which is rightfully so. Mm-hmm. And the backlash to that that I'm seeing is infuriating because it's coming from, welcome back to America, now we're going to be partisans. You've got Democrats pointing out, well, if if conservatives are going to be so up in their feelings over these 13 when they didn't say a word about the last 2,473, then maybe you should just sit this one out. And it's like, ooh. The smugness. Yeah. And the people sharing that going, yeah, right on. Yeah, conservatives never gave a fuck about these soldiers until all of a sudden it's a Democrat president. And it's like, uh, you fucking morons, you're missing the best opportunity in the world to say, hey, conservatives or anybody else, if you think 13 is bad, Mm -hmm. then you should know that this has been going on for decades. Not admonish them. Right. But... And not well, dude, make it- it's it's the it's the parties, yeah. man. They're fucking. They're so poisoned against the other fucking person. It's like you can't have a disagreement with the other side. It's like I it, instead instead of saying I disagree with you, you say I hate you. I mm-hmm. fucking hate you. That's all they're doing. And, and it's and it's fucking not even, destroying the country. And it's man. not even coming from civilians. Yes, but that's what I'm saying. It's coming from military personnel, our leaders. Right here, I'll read you a quote from U.S. Army Major uh, Richard Ojeda. He's retired. 64 troops died in Afghanistan under Trump's watch, yet you sat silent. Most of you didn't care. Now that Biden is president, you care all of a sudden? You know I'm right. It has nothing to do with the troops, but rather your politics. You should be ashamed. And it's like, dude, go fuck yourself with the biggest cactus. Like, and he's and he's military. Yeah, I know. I know. That's uh, it's yeah, seeped, shocking, man. It has it? seeped into every crevice. I mean, that's why you have like uh, you know General Milley up there talking about white rage right, and right. how we need to be uh, friendly to the LGB and Ts and Qs and pluses and equals and and it's like no, you're the military. You've you've fucked your brain up by thinking the military is there to do anything other than kick ass and get the fuck out. Kill people. Yeah. That's what the military is there for. Yeah. Kill. You're there to kill people. Yes. That's your that's whole it. mission in life. And in fact, technologically speaking, we don't even need you. We just need drones and bombs. Right. Yeah. That's right. it. Now, we need pilots that are better aimed because when you know it in our response to these two suicide bombings is the Taliban did make some arrest of some ISIS members and they're going to be whatever dealt with. They're probably already dead. Yeah. Um, Sword. But from that intel that we got from those handful that we arrested, they have supposedly tracked down other 
cells or whatever. And so they hand this to the American fucking military, big brains operation, and they drone strike a car with not a <laughs> single ISIS member in it. And instead, four children under the age of 10, uh, a translator that was working on our side and an Afghani oh, soldier that fuck. was working with us. We killed our own people in response to our own people getting killed. That's how fucking retarded war is. And that's why instead of making it a Will Biden is the Trump, which I'm, I'm, I'm a Bush, it's war. It doesn't give a fuck about your politics. Yeah. It doesn't matter who the fuck is making the commands or giving the orders or pulling the trigger or flying the drone. And it, it doesn't matter what you think. The end result is you're, you're killing people. If your job is to kill people, kill the right people. Yeah. As long as you're getting us killed and you're killing the wrong thems, then you probably shouldn't be engaged in war. You should probably put that joystick down and maybe go try your hand at something else. Yeah. Like go build a deck. I'm sure all you're going to hit is your thumb because you suck. And you, you don't know how to hit the fucking, you don't know how to actually use that hammer and hit the, the nail. You're, you're only good at in, inflicting pain upon yourself. But uh, I'm over that's it, That's fucking sad, man. I'm, I'm, over, sad. I'm over war. I'm yeah. over all of this shit. I'm over the, no, dude, I mean, the politics of it, the fucking anger of it. It's like, okay, we're out. We should stay out. Stop calling for us to go back in, you stupid fucks. No. And I don't care. I don't, sorry, I don't care what political party you're on. I don't care if I agree with you every single day up until two weeks ago. If you're sitting there clamoring, saying we need to go back, go fuck yourself. No, we yeah. don't. Not our business, not our job. A lot of bad shit's about to happen in Afghanistan. A lot of bad shit happened before we got there. We never, made it, a- it never was our business. No. no. It, it never, Afghanistan should have been, the whole hunt for bin Laden should have been a police thing. Instead of a military thing. Now, I get we probably should have sent some military in, but it's just like, it's look, they had to let bin Laden go because bin Laden was the war. Mm-hmm. If they would have killed bin Laden in those mountains where he mysteriously crossed into Pakistan, he if that slipped, would have happened. He slipped through. Yes. It would have given us no reason to be there, mm-hmm. and we would have left yeah yeah now it to let him get through brought all those years of war up until obama said we got him now when obama said we got him that's when we should have started pulling the fuck out because our mission was over the whole mission was to get bin laden and destroy isis yeah that was the mission Oh, but Doug, once you, can't, Laden, you can't leave all that money on the table. No, but once bin Laden is out of the picture, and they kept telling us when they would get, oh, we got the number two of ISIS today. We got the number four of ISIS today. They were all gone. Everybody was gone. Mm-hmm. And then they get bin Laden, and that should have been game match set right then, pull everybody out. Yeah. But it never was about that to begin with. That's what... And that's, where that's the- what pisses me off more than anything about the way we just pulled out and why we didn't pull out when that happened. Dude, I remember the night that night in front of the White House. There was thousands of people gathered. Yay, we got him. We got him. And the next thing I was expecting to hear was our missions over in Afghanistan were pulling the fuck out. Well, 
but it never happened. And that was how long? That was 2011. Yeah. It was the last time I actually remember the country being unified around a single event. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because ever after that, the next year, Trayvon Martin happens, and then poof, and we're, it, on, we're on to the race wars. Isn't it interesting how that was 2011? We yeah. got hit in 2001, and now it's 2021. Yeah. Isn't, isn't, that, isn't yeah. that interesting? A little bit. The 10-year mm-hmm. mark, the 20-year mark. But the reason why... You know, and I'll be honest with you, I'm a little skeptical on whether or not we got Bin Laden in 2011. Oh, yeah. Kind of no. like uh, we were talking yeah. about last week. Somehow yeah. haven't seen a body well, because they dumped that shit. Right. Well, kind of going back to what we were talking about last week with, uh, you know, I'm not saying we didn't go to the moon. I'm right. just saying right. I don't know if it happened uh, when no, they claimed yeah. it happened. No, I agree. I, I can, I can buy that. I'm more than certain that uh, Bin Laden is dead, but I'm not so sold on the idea that he wasn't dead before we supposedly went into islamabad and you know did our thing because all the reports were that he had he was dying of kidney failure right he needed dialysis and supposedly he was held up in caves now i don't know that much about dialysis (laughs) and i don't know that much about caves but i know one thing those two don't exist in the same location well I don't think he was ever held up in a cave. I don't believe that. I think the day the U.S. got there, he was in Pakistan. That's what I believe. And all those rumors of he's hiding in a cave in Tora Bora. He's in Tora Bora, Tora Bora. You kept hearing that shit every fucking day. Mm-hmm. Any minute now, they'll find him. Any minute now, any minute now. And they kept putting your focus on that one place yeah we got him we got him they wanted everybody to think yeah we got him and the whole time he was probably fucking sitting by a pool sipping pineapple juice and getting dialysis you know i mean it maybe i don't know there's a lot of videos of him nowhere near a pool and definitely in a cave well i'm just saying to me if pakistan was gonna help him which they did they would have done it immediately it wasn't Maybe. gonna. It wasn't gonna be something where they would have waited. Yes, I've seen him in a cave. I mean, you don't know when that was. That could have been in fucking 1987. You know, eh, you never not know. based on what he was saying and what he was referencing, based on what was being blown up that exact day. So right. I'm well, saying it. Uh, enough information is there for the story up until Tora Bora. It tracks for them to have enough eyes or info on him to know that he. And it was later confirmed. Yes, he was kidney failure and all that. I don't give a fuck if he was next to a pool in Pakistan. I don't think that there's that many people flying to Pakistan to get their fucking kidney dialysis done. I think the dude probably still was going to be dead regardless. You know, fuck where he was. Cave, pool, doesn't matter. Sure. I think that they did that to try to drum up more patriotism because we needed another surge in Afghanistan. Because by the time we went from 2001 to 2011, the mission had changed six times. Right. And we had fucked up the country in so many different ways. Well, now we have to rebuild and we can't rebuild and stay in Pakistan or Afghanistan for another 10 years, unless we give them some result that we come back and say, we've done something. It's there's a reason why we're still going to need to be there right. because we, right. we were there for the good of getting our enemy and we got them. No, now, it makes sense. Yeah. So to me, it tracks. That's why at that time you needed that story. And I don't think, Bin Laden was around when that happened. I think they knew he was dead long before, and they were like, "We can't, we can't sell this to the American people." Because if you remember, I think it was in 2012 or some 13, whatever, when Obama was pushing for that surge, it didn't happen because the American public spoke up and said, "No, 
we are over this shit. All right. Because we got bin Laden, like we're done. All right. You're not doing another, you know, 50,000 troop surge. So it didn't work the way that they expected, but they just stayed there anyway because fuck us, right? Um, so if anybody who is upset over the pullout, the lack of execution and all this shit, I would point all of your attention back to late fall, early winter of 2001, when I believe they did have the opportunity to take them out and they didn't take it. You don't get any of this without that. But I, I can understand. I mean, of course, we can all understand being upset, especially, you know, service members and whatnot. But I'll, I mean, I'll tell y'all, I mean, I've been spending a lot of the episodes saying how out of touch I am. I mean, certainly as soon as planes were taken off and people were falling from fucking landing gear, I tapped out. Mm. It's like I can't handle this shit. And planes landing with arms and legs. Yeah, stuck in the landing gear. Stuck in the landing gear. Yeah, that's no. I mean, that's disgusting, man. Dude, I had to stick my head in the sand. It was pretty much one of those things. I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm fucking, I'm, I'm done. It's that's hilarious. It reminds me of the South Park episode where uh, they were having cartoon wars, and Family Guy was going to show Muhammad. Hey, Muhammad, and uh, it was the battle between Family Guy and South Park and The Simpsons, and all the news reports are coming out. Oh no, Fox. Uh, Fox is going to air the episode with Family Guy where they're going to show Muhammad and everybody, <laughs> the general public's, uh, the entire nation, their way of dealing with it is they all went outside and they buried like they they buried their town in like a few feet of sand and everybody just stuck their heads in the sand. Yeah. They're like, all right, that's how I deal with it. That, uh, yeah. I can identify. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, that- I'm, I'm, I'm always intrigued. It's like, this is some, you know, world history shit happening right now. So I was going to pay attention, but uh, not to the degree where I wanted to see all the all the craziest gore. It was like, I just want this to be over. And does it yeah. look like we're getting closer to this being I was surprised Biden stuck to his guns, at least up until this point. At this time of recording, he's claiming that we're not we're not going back in. I didn't want forever wars and all this other stuff. But um, unless you have something to say. I, I did want to bring up. Okay. Um, I had a little. A conversation with Stone, uh, I want to say a week ago, uh, and it was about you. And I mean, it was it was kind of a, as far as you know, explaining where I've gotten to as far as just turning my back on a lot of news and stuff. And I was like, I said, I was like, dude, there's something about Jim. I was like, he's like the kid, um, you know, in elementary school that lets you know that Santa doesn't exist as, as far as on a political scale, it's like over the last year, I've started just paying attention to so much shit and just, you know, everything that's dropped on me and the stuff that you show me, I'm just like, holy fuck, just overload. Yeah. You want to see how fucked up the world is? <laughs> Check this out. <laughs> Click this link. Watch this video. Yeah. Listen to this yeah. dumbass talking about it. And yeah. it's, I mean, not that I, I thought that was hilarious when, when I thought of that, I was just kind of like, dude, he is, he's that, that kid. Yeah. Hey. And stone was like, yeah, no, he, he really is. <laughs> hey, you want to see a dead body? I saw a dead body over here. Um, yeah, but no, I mean, everybody's got to tap out. Like, fuck, I yeah. take, I take breaks. Like, I don't, I don't just stay locked in and glued in. When does um, that happen? I don't think I've ever seen it. I sleep sometimes. <laughs> But 
when I was just also giving Biden credit for sticking to the pullout plan and, you know, uh, the pullout plan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the new contraceptive. Oh yeah. <laughs> I wish he would have, I wish he would have pulled out when he had Hunter. I mean, Oh, oh come oh, on, oh, man. Oh, He's gold. He, Are you yeah. kidding? He is the only redeeming, redeemable factor he with is. Biden. He is. He's the only redeemable thing about him. Yeah. He's, He's gold, man. I, I love that guy. But um, I want to go do coke off a of hooker's titties with him. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep that hog away from me, dude. Yeah. Jesus, you're gonna poke an eye. Out. Yeah, you're gonna make me look like you're gonna make me look like Dan Crenshaw yes. if I stick around Hunter too long. But um, even though I'm giving Biden credit, it's now time to play the well. Let's not get too excited. Let's see what this old fucker really had to say. And this is what leads me into kind of believing what I believe as far as where we're going to now i simply do not believe that the safety and security of america is enhanced by continuing to deploy thousands of american troops and spending billions of dollars a year in afghanistan but i also know that the threat from terrorism continues in its pernicious and evil nature but it's changed Expand it to other countries. Oh, Jesus Our strategy Christ. has to change, too. Ah. We yeah. will maintain the fight against terrorism in Afghanistan mm-hmm. and other countries. We just don't need to fight a ground war to do it. We have what's called over-the-horizon capabilities, which means we can strike terrorists and targets without American boots on the ground. Just like Very what few is needed. We've shown... That capacity just in the last week, we struck ISIS-K remotely, okay. days after they murdered 13 of our service members and dozens of innocent Afghans. Hundreds. Hundreds. Yes. And to ISIS-K, we are not done with you yet. Oh, Fuck you. Damn it. As commander-in-chief, I firmly believe the best path to guard our safety and our security lies in a tough unforgiving, targeted, precise strategy that goes after terror where it is today, not where it was two decades ago. See, uh, don't don't worry, warmongers. Our next needless war is on the horizon. Yeah, and guess what? Everybody's on the table because with the new redefined... Other countries. Uh, yeah, America is another country. With the new redefined terms of what makes up a terrorist, well... By God, it could be anywhere you on the globe. You gotta fight them in any any country they're in. Yeah, and there was a story that kind of no place s- you can hide. There's and by the way, I knew that clip existed, and so I wanted to play it after our last conversation because you were you were nuts on. I don't know if you'd heard him say that or not. No, Doug, I but, didn't. I didn't hear. But him to touch. me, it was it was posterized. Like you can't have such a shitty shittily handled pullout where you are an international laughing stock. Where everybody is just going, oh, America doesn't have it anymore. They're they're looking like they don't know how to win a fight. Well, it's almost like it was on purpose. So now he can come back as the strong, virulent leader that is here to finish the job of ending terror. God damn, he sounds just like W. Except he doesn't say it, terror. Yeah, well, he goes, you know the thing. But that's the problem, is now you have him fully invested in showing how strong he can be because he just showed how weak he actually is. This is the most terrifying part of this entire time, 
is now a weekend and embarrassed America has to go flex its muscles somewhere to prove, hey, no, we we still fucking got it. We'll still put a boot in your ass because, well, Toby Keith said so. So, <laughs> but with the expanded definitions of what makes up a terrorist, and we've already, you know, they've already pointed it out. It's yeah. right here at home. Yeah, mm-hmm. it won't be long before they can drone your house. Well, and, if they think you're a terrorist and in so the United the, States. There was a story that slipped through the cracks that we haven't covered yet that kind of popped up and went away. How dare we? Because it kind of didn't get the attention. It, it was just like a little blurb as you heard about COVID and Delta variants and Kabul and all this other shit. Limp Biscuit. And <laughs> there's... Roswell. Yeah. And this <laughs> it's story... And it's going. This, this story came out that Apple is now going to start scanning everyone's pictures in their iphone yep. for the because uh, they're on the hunt for child pornography uh, pornography yep. and yep. sex trafficking yes now if that doesn't make you go what the fuck apple we had an agreement you were the cool kids that weren't gonna be fucking with our privacy but now you're telling us that you not only have the capability which shouldn't be surprising but you're gonna use it actively to and of course they choose the most supported thing yeah you gotta save the kids now let me let me uh say one thing about this Mm -hmm. if this is true if they're actually doing this how many politicians you think they're gonna get none because they're not gonna scan for any child shit at all what they're gonna scan for is what they really want to find and that is who's talking bad about the government well who's sharing who's sharing memes that question the uh covid vaccine and or maybe even memes with the little f chart where it shows a spike in biden votes right let's see who actually let's actually get raw data on every single american with a smartphone to see how many defectors are possibly out there that's what they're going to use it for but they claim it's going to be for the kids and so yeah a few dozen people might go away because they have to show that there's some fruit to this effort but the fact that that is not the biggest story that fucking hit when it came out, that Apple is going to be scanning every photo that's in your camera roll mm. on the auspice of... Well, from what photo, I saw, it wasn't going to happen now. Yeah. That, well, that, but I mean, uh, I know you said it came out and then it and then it went away. It came out and then they said that, no, they're not doing that. And then it went away. Well, now, so, now I guess now, we just got to trust them. Now, yeah, that's it. Do you trust them? Do you trust them that they said, no, we're not doing that? That's well, and, but here's, here's my methodology on it. Here's my tin, tin foil hat. They, they put that out there as like a little sample, like a sample question. Like, I don't know, man, just throw it out there. People are pretty accepting of pretty absurd shit right about now. Uh, they'll go along with them. We, I mean, we locked people in their homes for a year. These fucking <laughs> yeah. idiots. They'll believe anything if you make them scared enough. So I think that they, they trickled it out there. They tested the waters, and they're like, ooh, they don't like that. Okay, just tell right. them we won't do it. Then. Right, right. Dude, this is around <laughs> the same time that they were um, reporting that they wanted to start scanning text messages right. and sending out messages telling people, oh, this is di- misinformation. Yeah, and then a week later, they came out and said, actually, we're not doing that. Right. <laughs> You didn't hear what you thought we said look, because look, we never said it. I'm know, hoping the Nevermind baby is just testing the waters for a. <laughs> it's almost a like they're trying to. <laughs> it's almost like they're trying to disclose that yes, we are watching you. Yeah, 
which everybody should know yeah, that. Yeah, anyway, there's not a doubt. Everybody should know that anything you do online, hell, anything we do in here, just like you said, there's six microphones in this room right now. Yeah, and only you three know, of them we're it, actually talking you know, directly yes, into. They know anything that they want to know about you already. Yeah. And they're just trying to... Stay scared, motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah they're just trying yeah. to, to keep that in. And if you know it already... Yeah, just don't do any stupid shit. Yeah. I mean, don't do stupid shit online. Yeah, just live don't your fucking, life. Don't, you mean like recording a podcast? Uh, well, <laughs> I mean, no, no, I'm just saying, I mean, I I don't care who hears what I've got to say. They know, they yeah. know there's a, a gazillion of me out here. There's a lot of people that are just like me. Uh, hell, we're not, we don't see things the same, but we do. All three of us in this room, we see something that is totally fucked up. Yeah. That's all it takes is for everybody to see how fucked up things are yeah. and willing to fucking do something about it. Yeah, I'm starting. And, I'm starting to think that uh, what they're telling us might not be uh, might not on be the so. Might not be on the up and up, huh? Might not be on this on the uh, but, on the on the level. There. But like my whole point is, is yeah, one thing that I can't tolerate are people that aren't aware of this. Right. The ones that blindly right. go with anything because, well, that's the, that's what they said. Right. So just right. uh, so I just did it. It's like you're the worst kind to me. Yeah, yeah. Because I would rather you know about it, still do it because you literally you're you can't live a comfortable life unless you do it. Kind of a thing. Like I have to, otherwise, what the fuck else? Am I? I got kids, man. I'm not gonna live out in a fucking field with nothing. I get it. You know what the craziest thing to me is on computers passwords now everybody has passwords to every fucking thing that you do on your computer yeah but where do you think your password's going places when you when you, when you save a password and every time you punch in that password to get access to that site somebody knows your password it's yeah. just a matter of time before someone else knows your password well yeah so when it comes to the internet and security, those two words do not go together at all. No. And the reason why is because a computer is a math equation. There's always an answer and it's immediate. It's an immediate thing now with algorithms and shit like that. It's fucking insane. It's like the the spell, the word thing, you know, on your phone, like when you're because I do a lot of talking voice text. voice to text. Yeah. 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 The voice to text on your phone and you'll say a word and it'll fucking flash up a word like, what the fuck is that? It, that's nothing like what I said. We're learning your speech. Yeah, that's patterns. exactly. That's <laughs> Sorry. A, that's exactly what it is. Working the bugs out. And keep talking, though. Yeah. And I do it all the time. I don't <laughs> give fact, a fuck. They, they know my voice fact, well. Speak more clearly into the microphone. Right. Yeah. I'm and, wondering how many times AT&T's heard me call Siri a cunt. And when you go to voice activation and then fingerprints and then your eyes and all these people doing this facial recognition thinking that that's some secure shit. No, they're reading every fucking thing about your face. Yeah. They can take that facial recognition. They can actually make models of it so they can see when you're angry, when you're mad, when you're sad, when you're whatever the fuck it is. And that's some... That's some fucked up shit, dude. That's oh, yeah. next level shit. Yeah. And where Elon Musk and the fucking wires in the brain come in. That <laughs> Speaking of Elon Musk <laughs> and oh. technology and Afghanistan. Right. Wrapping this old motherfucker up. Go. 
Got a few tweets here I want to read from our favorite African American. <laughs> so this is uh, Michael Sheets, who apparently is uh, I don't know some dude on Twitter. He's got a check mark. <laughs> Do you want to be black with a last name Sheets? No, he's white. Oh, uh, sorry, he's a white guy. Okay, yeah, you just like. I guess that works then. I left my joke behind a while ago. Yeah, you missed it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Michael Sheets has this Twitter thread that goes along, and it goes as follows. He tweets, former Navy intelligence officer Layla Koestani on CNN, quote, frankly, I would love it if SpaceX would just flood Afghanistan with Starlink so that there is a way for us to maintain communication with our Afghan partners. And it shows a clip of her on CNN. Under that, a gentleman by the name of Scott Manley tweets, Sure, they just need to find a friendly neighboring country who wants to help the U.S. against Taliban so they can deploy a downlink station. And Elon sees this and he's like, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> he comes in and tweets, Our satellites launching in the next few months have inter-satellite laser links, so no local, no local downlink needed. Probably active in four to six months. Fucking Jesus. Afghanis Son are about a- to have some killer internet. Yeah. Because the Taliban are going to shut down the towers. Right. Like the right. cell phone towers and internet that yeah. exist now, that'll be gone. Michael Sheet sees this and comes back and goes, how does transmitting into a country without a local downlink work on the regulatory side? Elon says they can shake their fist at the sky. Okay. He's Elon gonna, Musk. He's going to drop some fucking internet in there, and now e- Elon whoo. Musk is uh, is trying to make the internet free. I mm. believe this. I believe that's what he's trying to do. I hope he's a good witch. I believe he is. I do. I think once Starlink goes live, I think he's gonna. And because all these people want to buy stock and all this shit, they want to know and all this shit. I think once it goes live, he's gonna say it's free for everybody. This is my gift to you, and. I can see it happening. I can actually see it happening with somebody like him. Now, that might not happen, but yeah. I'm hoping that that is what happens. Now, Elon, if if you give the internet free to everybody with no regulatory anything uh-huh. to it, uh-huh. you're in a completely different world then. Oh, yeah. You're in a completely different world. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of things can get a little squirrely because uh, mm-hmm. you're talking about information. Yes. You're talking about data collection. Yes. And they only like certain people to collect that data. And especially with somebody like Elon, who's openly talked about Neuralink. Yes. And, you know, yeah, he drops the internet all over the world. He's like, yeah, it's free, guy. Don't worry about it. Don't mind this blinking light on the back of my head. <laughs> right. oh, Jesus Christ. I'm only sucking oh. up every thought you've ever had and computing Dude. it to become the most perfect man in the world. <laughs> I am the internet. <laughs> Neuralink scares the ever-living fuck out of me. Oh, yeah, no, I'm no, not a fan. It should scare everybody. I'm not yeah. a fan. Don't it think it should, should happen. It should scare everybody. It, it should, really should. It should only exist on Mars. Yes. Where when they fully come online and become sentient beings, that they only fuck up that planet. Right. We, yeah. we can't handle that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I know. Humans it's, don't need to be intertwined to that degree. Like, right. it's already bad enough that we're intertwined with technology to the effect that we are. We just des- described, like, you create this false relationship with it where it can never, it can only be used for good. Well, you, well, you know, I talked to you a couple of days ago, and I told you my stock went up in this company mm-hmm. because Apple is supposedly going to be a satellite phone now. Yeah. The iPhone 13 will be a satellite phone. 
No more dead spots. No more dead oh, spots. Oh man, you that's, can't you can't get off the phone with somebody if it, you really didn't want to talk to them. Like, oh, I'm going through a bad spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, no, don't, yeah. don't no worry. Motherfucker. I can reach you anywhere. And don't worry. It's iPhone 13 functionality that probably won't work until the iPhone 15. And and I bought stock in a in a satellite company that's it's they've been around forever, man. They've been they're proven mm-hmm. it was a dollar like 27 cent a share and i i figured what the fuck i'll buy a couple hundred shares of this and then and when they announced it doubled in price <laughs> my my <laughs> stock doubled in price i was like holy shit because i you know when you think about satellites that's the future man it's got to be because if you're trying to connect the world the best way to do that is through satellites the best way and once you get, once you make satellite phones, if the iPhone 13 is a satellite phone, that's a fucking game changer. You drop a shitload of them in Afghanistan, mm-hmm. you know, have Apple just fucking throwing them out of the back of a fucking C-130 as they're flying over. Yep. And then you got fucking free internet, you know. You're going to start seeing commercials for the new indestructible phone. Yeah. It could survive a, a drop from 32,000 yeah. feet. Yeah. Into, we the this. <laughs> into the Rocky Mountains yeah. of Afghanistan. Won't even crack your screen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess I just don't want to see when China starts shaking their fist at the sky. I don't think they're going to be doing a whole lot of that. I mean, now I might be wrong on this, but I think China's in a bad way right now. I do. I think the I think that the US eventually will start making chips and shit in the United States again. I think this whole pandemic thing it did originate in China. Ain't now, no ain't no doubt. Now, now whether whether there was American involved, whatever, whatever conspiracy you want to, you know, run down, um, doesn't matter. The point is, is it shut this country down? Yeah. And industry, I know this for a fact, the people that make things are never going to let that happen again. I've talked to heads of car manufacturing companies, heads of paint companies mm-hmm. heads people that are high up in a lot of places a guy that works for mercedes that's a, in the design division every one of them have said that never that this is never going to happen again they are building infrastructure in the united states right now all of these companies are doing this to bring that shit back yeah. and that is happening i don't know if people are paying attention to it but it actually is happening yeah. and this thing could have been a blessing in disguise. This whole COVID shit, if it's handled right, you know, yeah. if everything's handled right and the government will get out of people's way to allow it to happen. I think a lot of good shit can come from this. I think education wise, I can see companies starting to get people that are the less educated people and actually paying for them to learn how to do things in their factories. I can see that. I can see that actually coming to back to this country. I th- I think, and I'll I'll parallel what you said as far as this could be a blessing in disguise. It all relies on the everyday common man, the right? Glo- the, uh, around the globe, yes. Because what happened? There, there's a couple different ways that you can look at the last year and a half, and that is that we are insignificant, small, fragile, you know, mortals souls that uh you know can be taken off this earth with a virus that we right. can't see and right. and you can live in fear you can you can be a 
informed upon a lot of things that are going on around the world mm -hmm. and that can freak you the fuck out and you just say i don't want to pay attention i'd ra i'd rather not pay attention because i'd rather be comfortable right and that's fine but if everyone does that we're destined to stay in this loop i think the more that people see it in the way that you and i are talking about it now doug i think that we have a real opportunity as as uh, as humanity right to prevent this shit from happening because what the way i see it is you had big global powers fuck around and shit got out of hand right that's exactly what happened they they got a little too big for their britches and thought that they could fuck around a little bit oops shut down the world because somebody thought that somewhere oh, oh we don't have to do it in america but if we fund it over in china then we're hands off right. we're, we're absolved from it they right. can't come back to bite us right so we can meddle in shit that if the people knew what was going on, they would shut us the fuck down in a right. fucking heartbeat. Exactly. And now they see that it can bite us. <laughs> There's been a it's lot been of a, exposure, yes. which is why mm -hmm. they shut down every voice of dissent pointing out what the fuck is actually happening right. because it exposes the power and it, it makes them look human and uh, fallible. And for a lot of people, they believe that people that are in power are there because they know better or they know they're smarter or they just know how to do things better than they do and they offload their responsibility onto someone else they're just they're just lawyers man they're just, yeah. as, they're just attorneys they're That's just they as stupid and greedy and uh you know sinful and fallible as the next man yeah and most of them are far worse than some the common of them, man oh yes that's what i was gonna say some of them worse than others and between everything that's happened over the last two years the amount of people that I think that are on board with understanding what we're saying and seeing it for the way that we have expressed it has grown, has blown the fuck yes. up. Yes. And I yes. don't think that you can put that toothpaste back in the tube. I don't think you can either. And But to me, the biggest thing holding back that progress, if I want to talk about being progressive, are the progressives. They're the, the active left right. that just begs and pleads everybody get back in your box get back in your home put the mask back on follow the orders do what you're told mm -hmm. because we got to get back to what i remember life being because this is too out of control for me and, and it's the, like and it's like no 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 right. this is the fucking time to take this shit back so that we aren't always fucked over like we have been and so that shit like this doesn't happen again but right. you are too clinging to this idea that it's ever going to go back. America is never going to go back to September 10th, 2001. All right. We are never as a globe in our lifetimes going to go back to pre COVID life. Yeah. yeah. That shit has sailed. sailed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's never happening again. So get over that. The only way that we can get beyond this is to, is to be aware of what's happening. And like I said a minute ago, about friends of mine, I would rather them be aware that it's happening, even if they still have to go along with some things, uh, because I understand that their situation is different than mine. All right. They can't afford to have their kids out on the streets, and I wouldn't expect them to do that. But for those that are able to try to circumvent all of these just insane mandates in areas where it's really bad, whether it's by moving the fuck out or staying back and fighting... That is what I think you have to do. Otherwise, this shit will never end and it will only get worse because the biggest thing that power hates is a threat to that power. Right. The only thing that can beat that is the actual will of the people. 
the numbers are always on the commoner side. Mm -hmm. And the people in power know that. That's why they have to use fear as a tactic so that they can still remain in power over you. I definitely don't want to ignore the fact that COVID is killing a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Sure. But it's really strange. And I was talking to, I was talking to a friend of mine that works at the hospital about this today. And, uh, I have a theory that people that work outside and that are outside a lot tend to survive this more than people that are indoors. It's really strange because I would love to do a study on it. I would love a study to be done on this. Most of the people that I know that have gotten really sick or have passed away, they work indoors. They go home. They're never outside. Yeah. The only time they are outside is when they go on vacation. For leisure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They go on vacation or, or a weekend barbecue or whatever. Yeah, and then they're back indoors and they AC or whatever. Yeah, they're not building up their now immune the, system. Exactly. That's well, my. I mean, that's what. I, that's my idea. I think people that are outdoors every day and being exposed to all the shit yeah. that a that an immune system gets exposed to on a daily basis. I don't think people realize how much shit that you can breathe in outdoors in the course of a day. I don't think people realize that. And I mean, you got, you have particles of everything from asphalt to fucking rubber on tires to shit that is so micro particle. And, and it's, you know, when you look up at the, when you're looking at a, at the sun coming through a window in a house and you see all that shit floating in the, in the air, yeah, that is good for you. That shit is good for you. Yeah. People that run away from that shit, people that put a mask on to get away from that shit, you're only making yourself weaker Yeah, by doing that. Yeah. And I feel the same way with COVID. This is a fact. The people that I know personally that have died from this, that have gotten really sick and so sick that they passed away, every one of them work inside. They're not outdoors I, on a I, regular I, basis. I agree with what you're saying. How, I mean, the, the greatest connection between those that work outdoors and those that work in indoors, the ones that work outdoors are more likely to be physically active. And so physically active people are more than likely not going to be obese like my fat ass. And, you know, I mean, that being the biggest comorbidity. Well, there was a 13-year-old kid died sure. yesterday. Well, I mean, had, yeah. had a shitload of comorbidities. Right. Uh, but I, I, I'll say this the easiest way. If you expose yourself to more things, your body is more adept at dealing with mm -hmm. those things. That's my point. And, yeah. and so, yeah, if you, if you live a lifestyle where it naturally is going to make your immune system stronger, then yes, your chances of being healthier only go up, your chances of fighting off infections and illnesses are naturally going to increase uh, a friend of mine i i feel like i can call him a friend um we're in multiple or we're in a couple chat groups and we have been for years his name is uh josh ferguson he has a channel on youtube called the hourly struggle this guy also uber smart does very good detailed researched little videos unlike and it, us and he he's got a pretty fucking hilarious uh sense of humor He's got a video that he put out uh, this week, and you can look it up on YouTube if you just type in CDC data shows lockdown orders killed people. Now, it's a 
It's a grabbing headline. He goes through the history, the the rate of death increase over years and the spikes and um he goes he goes through the CDC data and even plays the most like okay, let's give him the benefit of the doubt for this and let's give him 100% of the deaths that they're claiming for this and let's say that this didn't happen and let's say that all the people that didn't and he takes out all of the variables. He says even by the CDC's own numbers there's still 80,000 people that died that they can't account for from any of the past, you know, statistics on this. And he actually breaks it down to where he's like, if you actually look into it a little more realistically, you're looking at hundreds of thousands of people that died directly due to the fact that you locked them up, you kept them in their homes, you weakened their immune system, you made them depressed. I mean, we all know about the placebo effect. A lot of mm-hmm. what's going around now when they're talking about ivermectin and, and the defectors about it saying we can't prove that this actually works is because they can't rule out those that were quote unquote cured or whatever, uh, whether it was the drug or placebo, because they understand they're willing to give enough credit that your brain has a very big role to play in your actual health. Yeah. And if you take people that work outside like Doug and I. And you take their work away and then you lock them indoors, especially in places like California and New York, areas like that, where they can't even live like they used to. You're going to depress them. Their brain is going to, their their mental chemistry is going to change. And the air you're breathing is, is the same shit. It's going to be worse for you. Yeah. Anything could knock you out. Yes. It doesn't even have mm-hmm. to be COVID. Yep. But if you do that to somebody in the middle of a pandemic and they get COVID, yeah, they're probably dead too. So. Yeah. The true numbers of the amount of people that were taken off this planet that didn't have anything to do with just breathing in. Oh, it'll never be known. It'll never be known. Yeah, it won't. But no. I, I recommend everybody to watch uh, the Hourly Struggles video. You know, CDC data shows lockdown orders killed people. It's a little eight-minute video. I think it was great. I think it was great. And he does a better job. Uh, I'll link it in the show notes so that anyone interested can watch it. I think he does a good job of just talking about, hey, you see spikes every year, you know, up 1.8%, you know, up 2.5%. Well, in 2020, it went up this high. And and history has shown us when it goes up really high one year, it doesn't go up, but maybe a, a like 0.2% the next year. All right. Because what happens is you take out all of the weak people, or all the a lot of weak people die in one year with a bad bad flu flu year, they're not there to die from infection again. All right. So you're getting it's the same thing. Like in, in anybody that studies culture or history, when warring nations would lose a lot of their their men in battle, their culture, the only people that survived were the weaker ones. All right. And so they immediately got overtaken by the neighbor that was stronger. All right. And that was the only thing that kept that culture even right. going. Right. But that culture, in, in in a way, dies. Same thing here. You a lot the 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 first wave to die is usually the weakest ones, and then they're not there to be on the death certificates the next year. So you're de- now you have stronger people in theory. But one point he makes is we don't know if that's going to be true because now you've put your entire population into a point where their immune system is going to be weaker. And I still believe it's in the air you breathe. If you take that person and you lock them down and they're breathing the same air every day mm-hmm. in their house and they get exposed to COVID, it's going to ravage them. Yeah. It's going to ravage them because their immune system has not been working because they haven't been outside breathing the fucking 
all the polluted shit that's around us everywhere. And when you're not outside doing that and you're indoors and you're breathing the same fucking air every day and something different comes into that air, it's going to ravage you. It's going to fucking ravage your body, whether it's the flu or cold, it doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. And pile on top of that, all the stress that we're being fed all the time by by news. And what is illness? Yeah. It is stress. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, that, I mean, that's the biggest takeaway for me is like people are freaking the fuck out. And it's like, dude, don't, you know, the more you give a platform to things, the more it rules you. Right. And so, I mean, I mean, that's where, that's where I come in. I'm like, you know, extremes are the greatest uh, problem that people generally have is it's like, as soon as I find something that I think is important, I'm going to jump to the other extreme right. and be gung ho. And it's like, no, don't do that. Sit yourself down, find a nice, comfy place in the middle, and you'll be fine. I just say everyone should walk around at least two hours a day outside without a mask on. Mm-hmm. Hey, you don't have to be around any people. Yeah, oh, you don't. I guess you, you can't can, be in Australia you, and do that. Well, I'm just saying, you know. Oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> that's another episode all by itself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. And but, we are at the end, just about friends. But well, I mean, I do have that's, to. That's my point, you know. If if you know, a little bit of a palate cleanser, uh, gentlemen. Uh, you know, it's been a interesting summer for sure. And you know, Doug, with all your music coming out, it's been amazing. But there's a feel good hit. Of the summer oh, that, shit. you know, has taken my attention away. I'm just playing this on repeat on Spotify because they can actually get this song right. So, uh, enjoy. Here's a happy little ditty that is on Arona's number one playlist. <laughs> nope. Just a little taste. <laughs> Incest. <laughs> Not to be too on the nose, uh, broadcasting from Georgia and playing right. a song about incest. Uh, Rona, I cannot believe you soiled our hallowed <laughs> chamber with such filth. Yeah. This is a, How dare you? This is a professional show. I thought we established that from the top. Oh, and, yeah. It's a well, family show. Now we're never going to be able to outlive this one. But, uh, all right, kids. Well, there's no better way to get out of this one other than to say... That uh, have a good rest of your week. Go dogs. Go football. That shit kicks off. And uh, we'll Roll talk. At you. We'll talk at you next week. See you. Roll time.